Since that last one was a short chapter, I'm going to go ahead and read 14 also. It's called A Tarnished Scent. The ER nurse said Blue's eyeball would heal. It had only been scratched by an unidentified flying object. Granny Eve had very kindly not told the nurse that the UFO in question was a tiddlywink. They left the hospital with a bottle of eye drops and instructions to come back later in the week to see about removing Blue's cast. On the way home, he took advantage of the long car ride and the distance from Murky Branch to call his dad from his cell phone. It took three tries, but he finally picked up. Hey there, Skeeter. How are things? He sounded like himself, easygoing, relaxed. Dad, said Blue, surprised despite himself. Hi, I'm in the car with Granny Eve right now so we can talk. Tell him I said hello, Granny Eve said. Granny Eve says hello, Blue repeated. How are you? Did you get my messages about how many relatives have moved in? I'm sleeping in the attic now. Blue hadn't necessarily expected his dad to react to this news with shock and horror. He had never been an overly protective parent. He taught Blue to swim by tying parachute cord around his waist and then dangling him in the deep end of a hotel pool until he started to paddle. But Blue had thought he might get a little sympathy. That's good, his dad said. Give you a chance to get away from them all and you'll have a space to yourself. This struck Blue as a strange take on the situation. Blue had always had space to himself. He'd always had his own room when they lived in apartments, and he'd had his own room when they lived in hotels. Well, it's kind of dirty up there. I'm sure your granny can help you fix it up nice. It was true that Granny Eve was trying. She'd stopped by a store on the way back from the hospital and bought Blue a lamp and a new pillow and a set of sheets. But that wasn't the point. The point was that Blue was living in an attic and not even a clean one. What are you saying, Blue asked. At, at a hotel, I'm sorry, where are you staying, Blue asked. At a hotel, he knew, a fancy one. I'll send your granny some money to buy stuff for you. Ask her how much she needs. I don't want her to have to buy stuff for me, said Blue. I want you to come get me early. His dad didn't answer. Then in a gruff voice, he said, we talked about this. I'm making some decisions right now, and it's best if you're with your granny. And with Mom Myrtle dying, you should spend time with your great-grandma, too. Blue's insides clenched. They hadn't known Mom Myrtle was dying when his dad left, and if his dad knew now, that meant he had been getting Blue's messages. Dad, ask your granny how much money he needs. Blue didn't want to do that. But then he thought about the sheets and the lamp and the fact that his grandmother was putting up with a whole house full of people who weren't helping her with the bills. Granny Eve, he said stiffly, he wants to know how much money you need to watch me just until the end of summer. Granny Eve raised her eyebrows. Blue saw her grip on the steering wheel tighten. Not a tarnished cent, she said. I've got more than enough to take care of you. Maybe that was true, but Blue had begun to understand that his grandmother didn't tell people when she needed help. She was always the one who did the helping, whether that meant holding her tongue while Mom Myrtle had fun ordering the relatives around or taking in a grandson she hadn't seen in years. She said a few hundred dollars should cover it, Blue told his dad. Granny Eve shot him a look. Good, his dad. I'll have it to her. Good, his dad said. I'll have it to her soon. He sounded relieved. We're getting close to Murky Branch, said Blue. I guess the phone will die. Okay, take care. Remember to check your messages, said Blue. Maybe he'd heard about Mom Myrtle from someone else. I've left you a few. His dad didn't answer. The call had dropped. Granny Eve shook her head. I wish you hadn't have done that. I really don't need your daddy's money. 
It's fair, said Blue. He didn't even tell you he was going to bring me here. And with all the other relatives eating everything in the house? That's not for you to worry about, she said. He didn't mind anyway, Blue grumbled. He said he'd send it. Granny Eve turned the Thunderbird off the highway. Clouds of dust chased them down the dirt road. Sometimes, she said in a measured voice, people would rather give you money than other, harder things. Like what? Like their time. Don't go asking for money when what you want is something more valuable, Blue. Very good way to end the chapter. Bye, guys.